You're listening to Rookie Pirate Radio, the official anime and manga podcast for InBetweenDrafts.com. I'm John Negroni. And I'm Travis Hymas. And today we are doing a manga recap of One Piece chapter 1082 titled Let's Go and Take It. So Travis and I think, you know, we should follow at your uh, Oda's advice and go and take this recap by storm. What do you say? I'm glad to be back, baby. We're back in it. Golden week is over. We have a chapter this week, a chapter next week. It's a, it's a whole buffet that even Luffy, even Luffy's appetites would be satiated. And as usual, we will be discussing spoilers for the One Piece manga up until this chapter. So if you have not yet read chapter 1082, double check, you know, maybe you thought you were at 1082, but you really got a couple more to go. Who knows? And uh, if you want to do that, you can do it right now for free on the Viz website. Just need a Shonen Jump subscription, which we recommend because then when the new One Piece chapters come out, you can read them anytime. But if you're not a member, you can also read these up to three weeks after the official release. And of course, don't want to forget, we want to hear from you. We want your feedback. We want all of it, listener. If you would like to add your own thoughts into the discussion, you can insert yourselves into our conversation. We actually welcome it. If you have a theory, if you want to speculate on something, comment on something, correct something, which is always required for us, you can do two things. You can email us, rookiepirateradio at gmail.com. I'll say it again, rookiepirateradio at gmail.com. That's our email. Or even better, come hang out with us at our Discord. We have a special channel dedicated to all things One Piece spoilers and discussion. Plus, you can hang out with our other people, everybody else in the community, right? The whole universe of in-between drafts, music, films, TV, books, comics, and of course, which pizza chain is the best. You can find all that info, a link to the Discord, you can find the email, all of it's in the show notes, you know what to do. All right, Travis, I got everything out of the way. Unlike Sabo at the end of this chapter, I'm just like, whew, I got a lot (laughs) to talk about. I'm just like, let's get into it already. Yes, let's. Yeah. I will obviously have to do the gut check, Travis, because your well-being is always the most important thing to me when we talk about One Piece. (laughs) And uh, I got to know, coming out of 1082, you waited because we got the, you know, the early, early version of this a while ago. We only just got the official version uh, and you you waited. So it must have been even harder for you. Uh, You know, actually, for me, it was easier because I wasn't adding an extra week of waiting on top of everything, because Mm. the people who did read um, through means that I won't speak to, uh, they now have to wait a whole nother... They've gone much longer without a new One Piece chapter than I have. There you go. Uh, And uh, I am one of those people. But um, that's okay, (laughs) because we're going to get into it, and uh, of course... We both have read this chapter. I'll go through the main beats. This is a hard one to do succinctly. Sometimes I can do these quick and summarize. This time it's tough because I feel like there there's so much context to the, the things that happen. So I'll do my best to speed through this. But here's what happened in this chapter. And then we will analyze and discuss. So uh, first of all, we have another reader request. Uh, this one features Chopper and Zeus. It's very fun. Uh, but actually getting into things, we find out right at the jump of this chapter that Navy Vice Admiral T-Bone, you might recognize him from Water 7, uh, he has been murdered. The death of T-Bone, how sad. Uh, he was murdered by citizens of the Pepe Kingdom, and they were turning in a bounty for the Cross Guild. Uh, and then we go to Sengoku and Suru, who are discussing the threat of the Cross Guild at Marine Headquarters, and are told that Garp and Sword left several days ago to save Kobe at Full Lead. We then cut to Empty Bluffs, the stronghold of the Cross Guild, where Buggy congratulates the the old and feeble man who apparently killed T-Bone in order to save his family from starvation. And then he's roped into becoming a pirate with Buggy uh, by his crew. And uh, otherwise, he's going to get hunted by the Navy forever. Uh, But then things get kind of bad for Buggy when Crocodile and Mihawk sever his head and hang it up as punishment for allowing his shipwrights to build a cross-skilled flagship that is completely decorated as a circus ship with Buggy as the figurehead. Uh, We then find out Crocodile Mihawk's main goal, the whole purpose of the cross-skilled, is to build a military nation or utopia for themselves. And Buggy surprisingly stands up to them 
and calls this out as a lateral move in small time. He brings up how he and Shanks were on the Pirate King ship together, and we go to a flashback, which uh, gives us a little bit more explanation on what actually separated these two at Roger's execution. And it's actually kind of interesting. So Shanks says that he doesn't want to sail to Laugh Tale yet to become king of the pirates and follow in Roger's footsteps, uh, but he would still be a pirate. He offers Buggy a place on his crew. Buggy refused him, however, claiming he was a coward for not going after the One Piece immediately. Then we go back to the present, and Buggy brings up how Shanks now being on the move in the present day has compelled him to have a new dream to become the king of the pirates. And then Crocodile and Mihawk are having none of this and have no desire to go up against the other emperors. But Buggy presses on and even uses a Denden Mushi, a transponder snail, to broadcast his dream to the rest of the Cross Guild, further enraging Crocodile and Mihawk. And then we're not even done yet, because then we cut to the Kamabaka Queendom, uh, where some of the Revolutionary Army vice captains we've actually seen before a spot a ship arriving, and one of them, Jiren, correctly points out that it is Sabo, who is safe and sound after Eam destroyed Lucia, we believe with Uranus, or who knows. Uh, that was many chapters ago at this point, and with Sabo, he has a bunch of refugees from Lucia. Koala and Morley welcome him back lovingly, along with the refugees. And then Sabo meets with Dragon and Ivankov. Our chapter ends with him teasing what really happened at Marie-Joie. So much, Travis. I don't know how I managed to get through that as quickly as I did. I skipped some that stuff. Was, I was like, oh. There's a lot of jumping around this chapter. Uh, it, it feels like it's going very, very, very fast. Even reading it, I was like, really? That's, that's it? That's a full chapter? And then I realized it kind of feels like we're a couple pages short. I don't know if that's just me or, or the scaling that I'm using, but it feels I, like I wasn't it's a short. feeling that way. I, I was feeling, you know, maybe we were, but I was feeling like there was so much cutting around that I was like, whoa, whoa, this is a lot. Uh, and I think very... for me, it's because of the buggy stuff. The buggy stuff is just so substantial for his character. And uh, we got to we got to start somewhere. So I'm assuming we're going to start from the beginning. Oh, we can, if you want to talk about the buggy stuff, I'm totally fine with that. Sounds like, I mean, there's a lot going on here. That's the thing is like the buggy stuff does technically come first, but we can get out the T-bone stuff out of the way. Um, in memoriam. Yeah. Do you think T-bone's really dead? I don't see why he wouldn't be. Uh, it, it, I think it highlights the point. I think it's very telling that the beginning of this chapter is, you know, one of these bounties being collected, notably not a pirate bounty, a marine bounty, um, and uh, Suru talking about poverty and money and the, and the things that that will do. And then it's back-ended with uh, the survivors of a kingdom that now no longer exists uh, trying to join up with the revolutionaries. I, I think that those are very intentional bookends. Yeah, I mean, when we met T-Bone, he was, I believe, a captain at the time. Um, so he first appeared during uh, and the Water 7 and his lobby arc. Mm -hmm. um, and he was an interesting character. He was very, like, uh, righteous, you know, despite his appearance. So, uh, you know, I kind of saw this. Like, once we see that his killer is, like, this older dude and he was doing it to save his family, I mean, my immediately went to, like, okay, so did he just let himself die? Or did something else happen to allow these people to, like, you know, have the the cross guild pay the bounty it i don't know like i could see it happen in a multitude of ways it just seems too simple like how are they able to kill him maybe he just let them because mm -hmm. he, he would never hurt a citizen i think um, that would be my best guess is he didn't perceive a threat yeah that's that's kind of what i'm thinking too um i think we, we last saw him during the reverie arc uh when he was uh promoted to rear admiral and uh yeah so Man, I it, it's kind of like heightening the stakes, that's for sure. An off-screen death of a character we've known for a while. Um, and kind of heightening the tension, right, of like the cross guild and what they're capable of. And, you know, the threat that they're starting to pose. You know, we have our genius gesture. I can't say it. Genius jester, Buggy, who is a legit threat in the world now, despite, you know, a couple, you know, pages later, he's, he's literally a severed head. Well, yeah, and, and you think about how this does change the relationship that the Marines have. We've talked a lot the past few chapters about the complicated um, internal struggle that the Marines seem to have in terms of their angles, even the people who are committed to their their charters. Um, you know, kind of, we, we flirted with the idea of like an internal civil war type of thing or maybe a, a literal civil war within the organization. But there is that layer now on top of it, even more so than the revolutionary army where like 
the the actual Marines, the ones out there doing their jobs, you know, for better or worse, you know, depending on your view on any particular Marine, they there is now an extra layer of distrust. Is that going to change the Marines as well? Uh, one thing I was wondering, too, is because when we go to the buggy circus uh, mm-hmm. on empty bluffs, uh, so he says, well done. The overlords of the underworld are highly pleased with you. And I thought that was interesting because we have an underworld in the One Piece universe. Um, you know, we one of them being Stussy, uh, Big News Morgan. They were revealed to us during the Whole Cake Island arc. And Buggy is kind of putting the Cross Guild up into that level. So it's kind of interesting to me because they're all former warlords. Uh, and they are sort of like the in-between of like pirates and people who are just sort of like in the business of trying to advance their own causes which is sort of like piracy but it does kind of remind of like some of the underworld characters and that that's like a whole other kind of faction right I, it kind of had me wondering you know if uh, in terms of like characters who could coincide with that you and i have talked about don quixote do flamingo joining the cross guild at some point if something were to happen with him uh gecko moria was brought up a couple chapters ago and uh if we had like a whole former warlord cross guild who knows who knows because i'm i'm looking at like the big picture here of like when buggy declares his dreams like we're gonna go after the emperors and then mihawk and crocodile are like shoot we have to do this impossible thing we need more power they reference that here could this be the motivating thing behind what you and i and many other people have been wondering of like well would they be willing to recruit other former warlords who would have common cause with them so that they could go take the one piece and so on and so on right yeah the my i'm still a little skeptical about doflamingo specifically because i feel like you know whatever issues um mihawk and crocodile have with buggy the reality is, is that he is a very useful idiot for them um crocodile very much appreciates being in the shadows so he's you know, as annoying as Buggy is, it's still ultimately beneficial to, I think, both of them to want to be on the sidelines. The The bigger issue with um, Doflamingo specifically is he wants to be that person in control. Even with his relationship with Kaido, it's, it's very clear that, especially knowing what we know about Doflamingo now, one of them actually had more power in that relationship, right? Uh, so I, I would wonder if it would be like a ticking time bomb having a Doflamingo in there. The other warlords, on the other hand, now that's a tempting offer. Uh, Bo- Boa Hancock need could use some extra firepower, you know? Right. Uh, and I, I literally sent you a One Piece theory before, like earlier today, yes. about uh, why Blackbeard might, one of the reasons he might have wanted Boa's devil for more than any other reason the gist of the theory and uh, i can't properly credit it because someone was just kind of like sharing it via like a short form video um but the idea is that if blackbeard had boa hancock's devil fruit he theoretically would be able to turn people with devil fruits into stone which means that they wouldn't die and be reincarnated so their devil fruit would stop and then blackbeard would truly rule the world because all the powerful devil fruits that could stop him would essentially be erased um it's it's interesting like i I don't know if it has water of like well you would still have to like turn those people to stone but i guess the idea is that like he would never have to worry about people rising up against him he would just have to defeat people like once which he has enough arrogance to believe that um so the idea of like the only reason that he didn't get that devil fruit in the first place was because rayleigh showed up put her in such a tenuous position and she knows it yeah uh, he basically up and tells her that it was a bluff Right. Yeah. So An empty it, bluff, a very empty bluff. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was he was he was absolutely, um, you know, playing it up. And even then, uh, Blackbeard walked away with something he thought was valuable. So it right. wasn't a complete, Kobe was, yeah. Yeah. it wasn't a complete wash. I could absolutely see just for the, you know, Boa Hancock aligned herself with the military, uh, which is aligned with the world government, um, which is not something she wanted to do, but was more than willing to do it for her people. There is no reason I see whatsoever why she wouldn't be interested in linking up with another, you know, morally tenuous situation, at least. Morally tenuous or morally 
Tenuous. Moria. Uh, <laughs> I'm great at you segues. Are on top, you are on top of this. You are on top of this today. Oh my goodness. Uh, but no, it, it, at least at least the cross guild isn't like keeping slaves, right? Like this is technically a promotion in her mind, I would say. Uh, and yeah. Moria, I, I'm, I'm sure Moria would just be glad to be wanted somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, we know because I mean, he, we know he's free now, right? Like presumably Kobe got him out. Question Either Kobe mark? or yeah, he could be with Perona. Who knows? And you know, if he escapes full of lead, right? So like looking at Moria's perspective, he lost to Kaido all those years ago. And it, it, at this point, you know, he doesn't have Absalom anymore. He might have, it's just him and Perona. Uh, I, I, you know, he doesn't have to hog back even. So I think at this point, Moria would see like these former allies of him, Crocodile and Mihawk. He doesn't, I don't think he even knows who Buggy is, whereas like probably only vaguely aware. Uh, he's probably looking at these two former warlords and could, of course, bring the thriller bark thing into it and be useful to them. I, I guess I, the thing I like about it is that you're setting the stage for Marineford Part 2, but in this case, the warlords are a totally rogue faction, and that that makes it even more exciting, right? That they're contenders for the One Piece, because otherwise, the contenders for the One Piece are Shanks and Blackbeard and Luffy, referencing that volume cover. In order for Buggy to be like a serious sort of like... Um, contender for the one piece him having some of the seven warlords uh the most powerful ones in fact under his command even tenuously and falsely is kind of just a crazy oda thing that i think would totally work within the narrative well, yeah buggy's been failing upward and completely unintentionally for years now the idea that he would start to try to do it intentionally now just imagine the level of power we're going to see on display here right uh, just you know especially since he already kind of knows like hey no we don't want to go fight the straw hats again we don't <laughs> all of us save for one has lost to them uh you know we don't need to do that we don't need to deal with blackbeard we don't want to go up against red hair we don't need to do this we just need to be smart about this we just need to work around them which is uh could you just imagine like buggy inadvertently being the final boss of this by just getting there first and just being like hey we accidentally found this place how lucky are we am i right <laughs> i hate this analogy but it's the one that came to my head uh but it kind of reminds me of it's like if tucker carlson went up to rupert murdoch and roger ailes and those two are just like this is just a business we're just trying to make money but tucker carlson's just like have you forgotten your dream of white supremacy? <laughs> Sorry to insert po politics into One Piece, but uh, One Piece is political enough for, to earn it, I think. Absolutely. But no, it's just sort of like, yeah, it's just that same sort of, because these are villains. These are, you know, yeah. you know, Buggy is like pretty, like, Buggy is such a complicated character in so many interesting ways. He, he literally calls the, the old man he thinks just murdered someone a champion of evil and laughs it off. Um Buggy, Buggy yeah. is just so interesting. He's interesting. And he's uh, sympathetic. And uh, I mean, you, it's so crazy. You go from that like despicable, like sort of like line from him. And then the next thing you know, you're sympathetic. You feel bad for the guy just like hanging up on a hook, um, just his head and he's all bruised up. But I think that's what impresses me the most of like when this happens, we see the real Buggy uh, because he stands up to them when they're just like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We just need to. Yeah, we need overwhelming strength, says Mihawk. Um, but then, yeah, you know, Buggy is just like not having it. He's like, you know what? Um, One Piece, like that is, it's the name of the manga. Have you, you guys, what do you guys think this is called? <laughs> I, yeah, you know, it is a really interesting reveal that like Roger's kind of inadvertent favoritism. I don't think it was an intentional thing, but Roger's kind of camaraderie with young Shanks just kind of like pushed Buggy out which is an interesting take on that because you know like even when they were young cabin boys buggy was always very standoffish but this is the first time that we've ever really gotten a real emotional uh you know clarity to his his views of shanks and his time on on the rogers on roger pirate's ship and it, I, I gotta say, it's an interesting idea that he's just that, that maybe had Shanks said to him, yeah, we're going to go for, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to be the I'm going to be the next king. of The pirates come with me. He might have done it. Right. Yeah. If if, if Shanks had been like, you know what, I'm going to go to laugh tail immediately. I think that Buggy had enough respect for Shanks, despite all of his jealousy he clearly has for Shanks. I think that he would have done it because I think he saw Shanks as 
you know, Rogers sort of like the next coming of Roger. And I think that's like a big pressure point for him of like, I have to fulfill that responsibility now because Shanks let him down and he's just been crawling to get to Shanks's level somehow, uh, even inadvertently. Right. And, you know, to, to recall uh, when in an impel down and in Marineford, he like verbalizes the things that he want. He's, he decided to be the change he wants to see. Uh, he literally is just like, what if I could be a warlord? Wait, 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 what if I could be a, an emperor of the sea? And a lot of us laughed it off. They were like, are you joking? Buggy the clown, you know, you can't do anything. But then of course, what happens after the time skip? We find out he's been a warlord for a while and he becomes an emperor at the end of the Wano arc. So him even just saying, I want to be king of the pirates. I mean, I think we should chalk this up, Travis. I mean, history, history is our teacher. This right. means that Buggy's going to become the king, right? Yeah, I mean, again, we have so much fail sun power that's about to be unleashed. You know who Buggy's 1v1, perfect 1v1 would be? And it's a character that it couldn't have been like earlier in the series because we hadn't gotten this crewmate yet. It would be Usopp. <laughs> that's true, isn't it? We've never we've never had Buggy encounter a decent chunk of the Straw Hats. He encountered obviously Zoro and, and well, Luffy, Zoro and Nami. Yeah, uh, and that's it. Not even the Going Merry. Got yeah, I mean he was there at Loketown, but right. he wasn't. You know, they, they were all kind of off. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I don't even think Buggy even clocked that there were other Straw Hats down there. He was just kind of yelling out there. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That is interesting. It, it's it's fascinating that these characters, that so, a few of these characters, have been around almost the entire run of the series, and somehow in this vast sea, they have not overlapped once, even when they have. <laughs> um, it's also just kind of nice to see this flashback because it does fill in some more detail on a character a dynamic that I've always just been so curious about in terms of why did they separate. Why, why do they feel like enemies? You know, I know when they met at Marineford, it wasn't quite so hostile, but, you know, and then of course Shanks was able to manipulate him. But, you know, I did kind of wonder, I was like, well, you know, what is, what has Buggy's sort of like aim really been? And to reveal that it, it did have to do with his disappointment in Shanks is just a nice reveal. Um, and I also think that, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of mean it that him saying he's going to be king of the pirates. I, I think that like, that is a reason to look at him seriously. And that's why I like, all right, I'm working backwards from the story. I'm like, if he says he's going to be coming King of the pirates, let's say that happens. What are the routes to that happening? He doesn't, it doesn't happen with just him and Mihawk and crocodile. Like they just aren't strong enough. And like, obviously like they mentioned that. So I think that, you know, I think that it is something that's going to lead to a big recruitment effort uh, of some, maybe some characters we didn't even mention. And I also, I kind of got this sense because they get so mad when he broadcasts it to the Cross Guild. And you see Mihawk is just like, the heck, man, are you, is this a joke, right? Crocodile looks extra angry. And I think part of me thinks that the reason he's so extra angry is that his words are starting to get to him. You know what I mean? I think Buggy's sort of saying like, hey, because he even mentioned it's like, you know, you've been, this is, you, this is something you set out to see for. You know, this is the dream that took you out to sea. And like one of the characters says, he's a uh, buggy's kindling the light of our lost innocence. <laughs> Beautiful. But, you know, I think that he actually hits crocodile where it hurts. You know, you know, the tears, you know, are hitting crocodile and weakening it's, his sand. I mean, it's happened to him before in the uh, Baroque Works cover story. Yeah, because that crocodile was... originally like set out in his 20s um, and who defeated him? Whitebeard. Oh, gosh. It was I one of the remember. emperors, I was, think. Yeah. He has a thing about Whitebeard, so I want to say you're right. I don't know if we've ever had that, like, specifically confirmed, but it would be sure. Because the, the way sense. I remember it is Crocodile's journey got cut short by Whitebeard, and then Moria's got cut short by Kaido. And I don't remember if there was anybody who had a similar thing with Big Mom. I mean, I'm sure they did, but, you know. Pedro. Yeah, they just, they just married in. There you go. Um, yeah, Boa Hancock, what's, you know, what does she want? <laughs> but even even in terms of that, I think like Boa Hancock, like joining this cross guild would be more protection and self-preservation more than anything else. But, yeah. you know, the One Piece, I'm, she, I could even see her being like the One Piece, Luffy's after that. <laughs> you know, something like that. Absolutely, of course. <laughs> uh, I, I really like this part of the chapter. I don't know what to say. It's, uh, it's, it's great. I, I want to call out um, the page where they reveal the the new 
big top ship. Um, that's a yes, fine looking yes. ship. All things considered, like that's a big battleship. Like I don't think he was joking when he said he had like they actually had like good ship rights right. uh, here. This looks pretty good. You know, I mean, it's goofy, obviously, but I mean, what one piece boat isn't? You know, I think uh, it's but, in like, the words in the words of Spy Family, elegant. It's elegant, yeah. Uh, but I also appreciate the uh, the the good use of the chop chop fruit for, for comedy here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I absolutely believe that this is not a comedic reaction from Buggy, but literally, he's so <laughs> scared that uh, his powers have activated inadvertently and he has separated his entire face from his body in fear. His face when they're like meeting room <laughs> now. Now. It's so good. It's, oh, it is so good. I could well, do like, a whole spin-off manga with just the cross guild. Oh, yeah. The the idea, the anime, uh, when they get to this, it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be, be great. hilarious. Speaking of the anime, just as an aside, I don't know if you've been catching up, but the, the Sanji versus Queen fight chef's kiss i haven't Brilliant seen it stuff. yet um, I, I, I have been catching up but slowly the There's lead so up much been anime too yeah i know it's it's almost like you know we have an anime anime and manga section in between drafts you can read all yeah. kinds of articles right now yeah. um wait till i tell you about death mount death play and uh i also watched uh i got a cheat skill in another world and now i'm unrivaled in the real world too and uh, I will uh, I will tell you since we're now on a on a tangent that uh, I have begun watching Kaguya-sama, oh, as as promised. My heart has literally like it was cold before, <laughs> you know. It's it's it was ten degrees and now it's ninety seven. I'm so Imme- happy. Immediately, just the the, the fire of youth. The uh, fire it, of yeah, youth. it's just uh, it's it's so it's it's such a funny show. Uh, and I had no doubt for listeners who don't know my background, my like hangups anime wise. Uh, Love is War is my favorite anime, like ever. I just lo- I nah. I finished the the manga not a uh, year when it I guess almost a year ago when it ended, and it's one of the most perfect stories put to storytelling. I don't know, um, but One Piece is pretty good too. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, we should probably get, get back on track with that. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to Buggy, say the name of that really long. Anime. Yeah. <laughs> That's all <laughs> to show you how much I've been watching it. It's it's actually kind of terrible. But anyway, sorry, One Piece. So sometimes you have to. Yeah. Uh, no, I uh, One Piece. I am catching up on the anime. Uh, I have a decent chunk of episodes. I like giving it some time, honestly, and just kind of going back through them because we we've been sure. through this stuff. Uh, but uh, I am glad that the uh, the budget is staying up. Uh, have you gotten to the part this... where X Drake and uh, Apu have like a more of a fleshed out sort of back and forth? I really liked that because I remember, yeah, and I might have missed it from the manga. It's been so long, but I genuinely like they add way more depth to that of like what's going through what's going on with X-Drake. Also, CP0, terrifying the way it's, that they're uh, like killing people one by one. It's kind of surprising that actually the anime slower pace might benefit some of Wano's slight weaknesses in the third act when it comes to like, they're just being too much to cover. Um, I think lately, yeah, more is, so than I not. I think it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, One- Onigashima was kind of like, the start of it wasn't quite that level. But I think ever since like the big episode everyone talks about, um, you know, I think it has been up to that level uh but okay All anything right. else on the buggy uh, stuff i i feel like i covered I mean, what i wanted to cover no I, I think i think we've covered it for the most part uh it, it, i love I, that I straw really hats being remarked as i love that straw hats being referred to you know as like on the same level as like from mihawk of all people like yeah. mihawk acknowledging him you the, know the only one who hasn't taken an l from the straw hats in the, in the room <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and you know we're so we're so defensive of our our friends our nakama but i think there is something to be said about like w- how far they've come since mihawk signed up, kind of just disposed of zoro back at baratie and now without reticence is sort of like yeah no he like he, he's not like uh luchi in the sense where he's like i don't acknowledge straw hat as an emperor like he's not doing none of that I think I think he might even have just a little bit of pride in it because you, because he did he loved Zoro's initial tenacity he respected it in he respected his honor um you know right before the time skip um and even Luffy you know cuz he had known of Luffy beforehand um he just didn't let on um and seeing you know just kind of the person who Luffy is I think he got a little bit of excited he's like okay this kid might go some places and then he saw right. him in Marineford and saw just yeah, just the his potential line. the the famous line right so yeah. I think I think Mihawk is like, yeah, I called this one. I saw this one coming before anyone else. Yeah, this he had a bit is, of a Hawkeye in that yeah, yeah, sense. Yeah, you yeah, you could say he didn't miss. I really want to see how far Crocodile has come 
you know, strength wise, power wise. I want to see, and, and part of the reason I want them to recruit Do, Do Flamingo Don Quixote, of course, uh, is because if he if they do that, that means they go to Impel Down. If they go to Impel Down, or maybe some like equivalent prison where he's being held with some other high high quality figures because it's one piece, so we got to always be moving around the map, right? We can't go to the same place all the time. If he did that, Bonclay, our boy, our best friend, the 11th Straw Hat, he's coming on. Oh, my, uh, my, my, again, my favorite non Straw Hat One Piece character. I would love a check in with him. <laughs> uh, he can join the Cross Guild too. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Let's just shoot sure. at a party. I mean, Oda loves bringing characters back, and this sounds like a great way to just bring characters back, just like just like a huge pirate fleet. I mean, the Straw Hats have one. Why can't Buggy have one? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that, and, and, exactly. And if you have Bon Clay on your side, then, I mean, your stock goes up 100 points, maybe Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's say 100 million berries, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the funny thing about like recruiting like a Bon Clay or uh, a Boa Hancock is the very second Luffy enters the room, you now have several people just absolutely <laughs> willing to backstab you. Just immediately everything falls apart. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if you even looked at, I don't think this will ever happen, but if you had a cross guild versus straw hats, you know, obviously the matchups kind of work themselves in. You have Mihawk, of course, up against Luffy or Zoro. <laughs> um, I feel like with Crocodile, you know, who'd be a fun matchup for Crocodile? Jimbei. Another former warlord. Another former warlord. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Jimbei, naturally, even without hockey checks, Crocodile's devil fruit. Yeah, as yeah. we as we well know or um, if vivi is with the straw hats at this point imagine a vivi versus crocodile that i would, would be i would love to see a time skip vivi fight that's a good point especially because i have a feeling we're gonna see more vivi in the next chapter probably just through flashbacks so if we do have oh, Sabo explaining what happened oh, we'll see oh. vivi and maybe we'll have a better idea of you know what happened to her was she captured was she freed did she fight you know Wishful your, thinking your, that she's super your, strong. Your, but, uh, yeah. your hopes that this chapter will be followed up on in, in less than six months are uh, very it. encouraging. <laughs> very positive No, because thinking. I was going to wait to get to this, but he already teased us off with the Sabo and the Lucia thing. I just don't see him doing it again. It's too intermittent. I feel like he has to at least start the next chapter, if not dedicate the whole chapter to the the marijuana stuff there's no way because otherwise if you don't have it in the context of him talking to dragon and ivanka then it just it robs all the tension from the story i, I don't think Oda's so, gonna do it so well except oda loves doing this right yes yeah, oda loves <laughs> doing he loves sucking the air out of the room um i thought about this literally right before we started uh, recording literally right before i messaged you how well, like, what might be a clever way to deliver this information because it's going to be it's going to be literally series changing we're talking whatever happened here is going to tell us something about eam and that will probably radically shift our understanding of one piece so how how could you just deliver this information? You can't. You you got to do something really bold and interesting. So I asked myself, how who else might have the same information as Sabo? Who else could possibly, you know, besides the people that we know are on the run? Um who who else? Um y- 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 you know, Morgan? Y- uh, I was going to say there's like a guy with a big head that we haven't checked in on in a while. <laughs> Vegapunk? I'm realizing, yeah, so if Vegapunk picked up on something, some sort of big information through his void century research, and maybe knows a thing or two, it would be really interesting, especially because it, this, as One Piece stands now, this has never happened before. It would be really interesting for a straw hat, Robin, it, <laughs> it would be Robin, but at least a straw hat to get a debrief from Vegapunk at the same time as Dragon and Ivankov get it from Sabo. Well, I feel like we both could be right. I feel like what we at least need is Sabo at some point, like at least telling part of the story. Maybe we don't get everything, but I we I think we what we need at least is the setup and the lead up to uh, what happened to Cobra, uh, Sabo seeing the empty throne. Maybe we don't get all those answers yet, but I think just getting more information about the fight against the admirals and even like if we get more info on the holy knights like something that just gives us a little bit more and the reason i don't think that we're done with it in this chapter is because usually when he teases things off he gives us something right but in this case he gives us nothing like he he doesn't say he just says that the reverie was a wild affair he says i'll tell you everything and then 
that's it. We don't learn any new information. And I just, Oda usually is better would, about that. The only thing I would say is that the information we got was confirmation of Sabo. Sabo being here, he wasn't on Lucia. That's that's our information. I think everybody called that, though. I well, mean, every, like, everybody's course. called a bunch of things. That doesn't matter to him. <laughs> I think that's a reveal that works for this chapter's purposes, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll I, see. We'll, I'm not saying I, uh, that. Uh, yeah, just, I, will, I don't want my heart to be we, broken. But. Should we talk about the, this part and what actually happened in it? Because we keep just jumping back to oh what's gonna happen next week we should actually talk about this yeah but i mean look the sabo stuff i don't love it as much it's fun uh you know we go to the you know the kamabaka queendom which uh fun island you know and you know fun parallels with sanji's you know fight with queen right now um but yeah we get we get some more info about the vice captains of the revolutionary army uh some fun stuff there uh so we have um the vice captain of the western forces morley's subordinate War- morley being my favorite of these captains uh ushiano who looks like a kind of like a, a cow person could be a cow? mink cow mink was my thought cow mink maybe could be a devil fruit but uh i like i like the idea of a mink being in the uh the rev army uh then we have the vice captain of the eastern forces a hero who is Bello Betty's subordinate, and she looks like she has like some kind of pacifista arm, or like some kind of cyborg arm. Um, I think she is our first confirmed female cyborg. If you don't count Baby Five, because Baby Five isn't really a cyborg. cyborg. Correct. Yeah, I mean she can have cyborg qualities whenever she wants, but that's about it. Uh, and then we have the vice captain of the Southern Forces, Gambo, who is the subordinate of Underberg. Um, I forget who Underberg is. I have to look at a picture. Uh, but uh, he kind of just looks like Humpty Dumpty. And then we have the vice captain of the Northern Forces, Jiron, who is Karasu's subordinate. Karasu's my other favorite, <laughs> the guy with the crows. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he apparently he's able to like eat uh, binoculars, which yeah, very wapple of him. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not sure if that's like a power. Or if it's just him being he's just wild and free. Um, I have no idea. Uh, but, uh, there's like a fun little bit about them, you know, being like, Oh, is it an enemy ship? Should we shoot it down? And he's, he uses binoculars to be like, Oh, it's, it's Sabo. I bet you a million berries. And they're like, you used, you cheated. And then he's like, no, I didn't. I don't have like an hourglass. He's it. It's fun. It's cute. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. I like that a hero uh, makes the robot noises. She's like, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. the arm isn't doing that. And so she <laughs> the arm has on, its own. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's I, she's I very funny. That. She's wearing like, like a looks like a, a high school outfit or something or like, I don't know what's going on there. But, uh, but I, I, you know, I, we saw a few of these characters back in, um, I think was it during the reverie when we saw them, they were at like a table. Well, uh, they, and like, they uh, and they actually liberate. They, we saw them first when they were liberating a a, a kingdom. I forget which one. It, I yeah, it might have it's been, been Alicia, actually. No, was it? I think it was actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's where well, we once first again, met them. Yeah. Well, once again, Lucia has been liberated because here we have uh, a bunch of the people. So it, it turns out that not only did Sabo survive, um, but some of the people from Lucia did too. Uh, it's not super clear what happened there. I mean, our thinking was that he wasn't on the island. He was somewhere else. Um, I, I'm not sure how he saved other people or if they were just with him anyway. Uh, but now they are in the ranks of the Revolutionary Army. So I think we're going to like keep going on the the whole track of like Sabo is like the is like the hero, the Revolutionary hero. Uh, he's become more famous than Dragon, that kind of thing. And I, I mean, that's about all we get, right? I yeah, mean, we uh, have we, Morley we do, being uh, like, oh, Koala yeah, we, shows up. Uh, we do get the confirmation that he wasn't actually in the the kingdom. He wasn't actually on the island. Right. Um, that was that was a misdirect. Um, though he did from there at least decide not to call again because he. So my guess is he knew he was being traced, which is interesting. Um, that that's kind of telling. Again, it does look like he's got himself a new coat. Well, uh, I wonder. I like the coat. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I I wonder. Um, the coat made me think of like a marine disguise. Um, also made me think like, okay, he left the reverie, right? So what mm. if, uh, what happened was like people, the Lucia nobles were there too, weren't they? So like, what if that's how he got there? He like hitched a ride or stowed away with, stowed away with them. And that's why he wasn't on the Island. You know what I mean? So he kind of was like trying to escape and all that. And that was his first chance to reach out to somebody. Well, um, weren't they, weren't they imprisoned though? Were they? Yeah, they were on the Island. Oh, the, yeah, the nobles were. The nobles but, uh, were. But I think, the, the I think at that point, 
that's happening around when like Sabo was like the flame emperor. Right. And I think that like, maybe he yeah. was freed by the people maybe. Um, based on like the, the newspapers being like, Oh my gosh, you overthrew the King. We could do the same thing. And then I could see it happening that way. Um, or, you know, essentially Sabo could have just been like hiding amongst them or pretending to be a Marine for all we know. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's telling that he did show up with a lot of people and they notably want to enlist in the army. Yes. Um, this doesn't just seem like he loaded a boat up with like with just women and children, for example. Exactly. Yeah. Um, th- but this is actually people who wanted who want to take the fight further than their own home. Um, I do like this is just kind of a nice little reminder that the revolutionaries are complicated, to say the least, um, or at least not portrayed as villainous directly. Uh, they don't just accept them. Uh, Bello Betty's like, you want to, you know, hey, you want to join up? OK, go clear your heads and then we're going to have this talk again. That's I think that's a, a very small but important detail that, you know, where Buggy is just like, oh, yeah, you did a murder. Come on. You're, you're one of us now. Again, kind of that book ending thing. The revolutionaries don't just want to recruit everybody. Um, they don't want to put civilians at risk by all accounts based on this, which is nice. Um, and they don't want to put themselves cool. at risk. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. You know, you don't just let anybody join willy nilly when there's, you know, like 10 cypher pools out there. Right. Yeah. Um, I think to the Kuma stuff. It's another reason why I think we got to go to the Reverie next, because they mention here, like, oh, sorry about what happened with Kuma. I seem like a wasted effort. Uh, perhaps he was programmed to some directive to return to Mary Jo at any moment. Kind of makes me wonder if that's partly how that's going to get revealed. If we have a flashback um, to see, you know, when Kuma was freed and everything, if there was something uh, more to that um, that has to do with why all of a sudden he's rushing back there. Right. Uh, you know, out of nowhere. So. That's so like, like uh, so like he turned like he turned on while they were fixing him and like he realized he wasn't where he was supposed to be so he's returning himself. I I don't even know if it's something that it's like uh, him like defecting or anything like that. But if there's some sort of like fail safe or there's some sort of way for he was able to free himself, but um, there was I I don't know I I don't know exactly what I think. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't really pieced no, it together. I, I, I had two I th- weeks too. But. I think, I think I know what you're, I, I think I know what you're saying though. Like, like something that would draw him back there automatically. Um, we know that we know that it is possible to leave um, a directive hidden within the, the cyborg part of Kuma, uh, obviously uh, you know, that, that he would follow pretty much regardless. So that's, that's possible. I do like the little reminder from Sabo here as well, that uh, a Kuma flashback, whenever that actually, ever we actually get to it, cause we know we're yeah. going to get to it. Um, it's also going to be a dragon and an Eva flashback, which is, which is a nice reminder that a lot of these flashbacks are going to start overlapping. I think. Yeah, you know, do you see it sort of like an inception thing where we're gonna have like chapter upon chapter of like we're going back and forth and back and forth, you know, and it's all like syncing up perfectly mm-hmm. because that would be amazing. Like if Oboda was able to pull that off, yeah, um, t- telling the story in like different spots instead of having to like do it off screen and then catch us yeah. up later. You like have it like this is like Bonnie, you know, is remar- remarking on it, and then you cut to Sabo explaining something, and then you cut to yeah, it, it yeah. could be really really interesting. Um, very, very cinematic. It, I mean, that's the thing. Do you think we're going to egghead in the next chapter? I, I don't think so. I think, I think we are to a point. I, 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 I've believed that the way things have gone right now, where we got, you know, a couple of chapters on full of lead, we did a check in with law. We did, you know, we did the shank stuff. Um, and, and now we're checking in, you know, Hey, Sabo's alive. We're going to start setting these threads up. It kind of reminds me of the cuts to reverie in between the Wano arc, um, where, you know, Hey, you know, act one has ended. Let's go check in on, on what's happening, uh, over there in that, their, uh, reverie and, and, and the world, you know, it feels like we're doing a lot of that to a larger scale. And a part of me feels like, again, because Oda knows what his schedule looks like ahead of time. Um, especially with like going from follow led to this and everything, it feels like the pacing of this has been designed to avoid allowing egghead itself to become slowed down in the pacing due to the break weeks so for me it feels like we're going to be checking back in there sooner rather than later now that you know holidays and things have been kind of dealt with now where we're back to just kind of the normal like three on one off schedule for the next little bit i feel like that'll be getting us back to our main story uh and again this is this this right here this panel i know you i know you feel like it's not enough but just like this idea like hey i'm gonna tell you everything that's written in such a way to me that's like not a chance we are not we are not coming back here for uh 
six months probably <laughs> the only the only reason i have trouble disagreeing is because and look i'm not an expert uh we, we're not experts we oda is unpredictable he does all kinds of weird things but i'm just going off of other times i feel like oda has done this and i think that he would probably give us more of a lead up back to egghead that's my instinct saying if we were going to go back there would have to be something tying into the kuma stuff or the vegapunk stuff more directly so that if we cut next it wouldn't feel so abrupt so i do think that he tends to be uh, pretty mindful of how these things transition into each other uh, even with things like when we transition to like kid fighting shanks that didn't happen you know right after a chapter in egghead he started that with an egghead portion that then we were able to cut to that and so it just felt like he it's almost like he went out of his way to make sure we didn't just interrupt everything on egghead all of a sudden it was straight to you know so that's why i'm kind of wondering if we do go back to egghead i almost wonder if it would be something that would happen in the middle of a chapter <laughs> you know, i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> uh just to make it feel a little bit less like whoa, whoa what are we doing because imagine if we had gone to this chapter without anything involving like the navy stuff because we've been having you know the garp and and kuzan and all of that going on so then going to like sengoku isn't that abrupt but then we, that's our transition to cross guild and then that's our transition to um all of a sudden we're you know, seeing with Sabo and the world government and, you know, the, the big moves, one piece and like what, you know, all to say, uh, this is the part of the episode people will care about the less because we'll know in, in, in like a few days. <laughs> so. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're um, you know, it is, we're, we're not on schedule for breaks, at least for a little bit of time. So either way, whatever happens now, it does feel like it's going to flow more than it is going to be like jumping around. Part of the reason I'm even talking about it this much is because I don't have much else. Uh, this is one of the the fewest notes I've ever written uh, on a chapter, uh, just because I just don't think it's really doing all that much, uh, like for us to speculate it's, on. It's set up, right? Yeah, like that's that's it, whatever happens next. This is just more setup, and we know that the next 24 hours of like real time story, right, is gonna apparently upend a lot of things. So, um, I, I don't know if he wants to. I don't know if Oda wants to necessarily pop off yet because we're we're not quite there. That's all I have. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about in this chapter? It uh, is a no. short one, huh? No, it's a short one. It does short feel like I said. It feels like a little short. We got you know, but we covered it. Um, I I. You know, whatever happens next, whether we're about to get a really big revelation or we do cut back to Egghead, I would like to check it with the Straw Hats. It's, it feels like it has been a while now. Um, mm -hmm. It hasn't really been that many chapters, but just again with breaks and holidays and stuff, it feels like a while. Um, so I would like to get back to them. Uh, but either way, uh, either way, it, I, I feel like we're in for something big next week. Something cool is going to happen. What do, what do you think that's going to be? <laughs> uh, I mean... I would love to cut back to Egghead and find out who's on the Blackbeard raft <laughs> more than anything else. That's that's the, you know, we left it just on that tantalizing indication. And we think we know who we've got there. You and I have been at this for a while, but I would love to finally get that little uh, that little morsel uh, paid off. But, uh, you know, it's, it's very possible that, again, we're about to find out what Eames' whole deal is. Yeah, but one thing that we have not um, really, like, I think talked about that much uh, lately has been, or I, I'll, I'll say it this way. I don't know if we've ever gone this long without seeing like the straw hats besides like a cover or like a reader request. Um, because I'm looking at it now and chapter 1076 was the last time we saw the straw hats. Uh, unless I'm missing something. That was February 26th. It is now so, April. It is now May. May. Yeah. It's been like, like, again, breaks the fact that we've been away from it for a while. You know, yeah. it's not that many chapters. But uh, how many chapters was The Reverie itself? Because that's Reverie its own wasn't arc. that many, was it? Well, it, it's its own arc, so that's the only reason I ask, because it might be more. I don't know. I mm. guess I could look. I'll I look it up real quick, because when I think of The Reverie arcs, I, I just I feel, those felt like three or four chapters to me. And those were only like, I, I felt like we got those pretty fast, it's, like in a I mean, month or something. I mean, it's, yeah, they got pretty, uh, six chapters is the, is the count on the wiki. But is that six, like between all of them? Like, no, that's, we the, went no, back like, to no, it. no, like the actual, not the ones in between Wano, but like the, the actual arc between. Oh, Whole I see Cake between Wano. Whole Cake Island. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. So six chapters. So this, this is a little bit more than that, right? You said it was, cause we're on 82. You said it was 76. 
Yeah. So that's six, that's six chapters, right? Yeah. And I guess the difference is that like the reverie arc was its own thing. Right. It, was <laughs> it wasn't one sort spot. of like butting into the whole Cake Island one. Yeah. Like it, it would sort of be the equivalent of like, you know, Luffy is like, Sanji, I won't eat food unless you're the one who cooks it. And then we get six chapters at <laughs> the referee. That's kind of how it would feel, wouldn't it? Yeah, and 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 you know, interestingly, the 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 reverie arc is where we first got introduced to the commanders. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it was Lulicia. Now that I'm looking it up, I was uh, I was on top of that. You know, where we first met them. Now we're following up on their stuff. You know, obviously we're going to be following up. It's kind of interesting that parallel. That oh, you know, another six chapters away from the Star- Straw Hats, and we're about to uh, potentially drop a massive bomb again. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I want, you times. know what I want more than anything? I want that Sabo bounty. Oh. I was waiting for it in this chapter. I was like, oh, he's back. What if Koala is going to like flash his bounty up into the sky? If you like, Sabo, three million, three billion berries. Uh, I mean, it has to be as high as Luffy's, right? That's, I mean, if they're going to call him a flame emperor, like he's got to mm-hmm. have an emperor bounty, right? Right. Gotta that sounds right. Well, I mean, we need somebody like up at, Luffy's bounty level now that we have two two um, <laughs> arrivals kind of knocked down several pegs. Uh, uh, lost yeah. action, but yeah, Barely. Kid, who knows we'll ever see him again. Yeah, Kid um, might be done. Kid, I think Kid might be done. Like, we may see him again later, like, as just like a a cover story or as a check-in, mm-hmm. but I think I think we're done with Kid. I still think we could see him at LBF. Um, and, you know, not as a major character or force, but just, you know, for some kind of sobering reminder of, you know, Shanks did this to me and Luffy being like, ah, oh, OK. <laughs> L- Luffy may not be an emperor, but that doesn't mean he's ready to take on the other ones yet. Or he may, may be an emperor, <laughs> Again. I should say. Well, by yeah, himself, you know. By himself, um, you know. Uh, there was actually, in in the intervening weeks since we last talked about a One Piece chapter, Travis, have a a wild idea, an idea that, you know, it's one of my John ideas, uh, which are famous um, to Rookie Pirate Radio listeners, Rookie Pirate Radio hosts like you. Um, it's a little out there, but I just have this nagging thought. I have no basis for it. I have no sort of like, well, Travis, here's the evidence. How could you dispute? No, 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 nothing like that. This is a, this is a gut. This is instinct, heart, and emotion. Um, the, the man with the burn scars and like the whirlpool and like the dark ship and everything. Okay. What if that's our next straw hat? What? Yeah. That, wow. I did not think that was going that place. Okay. What if that's our final straw hat? Why not? Yeah. I don't have an answer for you other than like, for, for me, when it comes to like, are we going to get more straw hats? There's that little bit of me that, that you thinks about how Luffy kind of just said his dream out loud to the crew. And so a lot of people have just taken that as like a, a cue that like, Oh, we're probably done getting straw hats. Right. Cause but, now they're all okay. at speed, but, but, I, but I before, you reason, it, before you defend it, before you defend, I'm going to defend you first and say, caribou also heard that is caribou a straw hat. <laughs> you decide. Uh, but, uh, so, so it, I'm not going to completely discount that because also Vivi and Yamato are out there and, and, Let's be yeah. honest. They're straw hats. So, so okay. Go. Let's hear you out. Let's let's let you go. I'm, here's I'm cruising. Because here's here's what I was thinking. I was thinking about how you know we're still getting introduced to new characters and we're getting like all these fun character quirks. Like you mentioned, you know the whole thing with Ahiro being like Kink Chan Yeah, it's it's funny. It's true. Um, if we're gonna get a major new character, one who has the final road pony glyph, what Oda likes to do a lot when we get major characters is he likes to weave them into the story to make them feel more pertinent. And when he does that, they get all kinds of backstory. They get a dream. They get these things that, to me, would feel like if we're going to have this character come into the story, I don't see them coming in as a villain. Because as a villain, I just don't think that is as interesting. And even if they are a villain, ultimately seeing them as Nakama and like, further sort of like fleshing out the you know the quest for the one piece if you will because to our knowledge nobody has this poneglyph right and so well, if somebody something... took it right so yes. yeah so like that just has me thinking that you know whoever this burn scar person is or is in their orbit i feel like oda if it, Oda's going to do another arc in the final saga i feel like it has to be somebody who he really wants to like introduce into the fold. I, I I just I just see that. I just feel it. Is it wrong? Yeah, sure, probably. 
I mean, do I, I want it to uh, be wrong? No. I mean, at, at, at this point, I mean, we still don't know how long this saga is going to be, how many arcs is going to contain. Um, none of this is outside the realm of possibility. Because, uh, I mean, think about uh, 10 years ago, if you told people, you know, Jinbei would actually join the crew or 15 years ago, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy who's in jail that you you that's talking to Ace, he's going to be the helmsman of the Straw Hat Pirates. You would have never made that leap, mm. uh, you know, back For, go, sorry, going all the way back to Baratier. Sure. When they're told like, oh, you know, there's a warlord named Jinbei. He's frightening. You know, look yeah. out for that guy. Yeah, you that's would have right, going to be like, our boss. That's going to be the helmsman of the of the straw man pirates. No, 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 no not a chance. The straw man, so, pirates. Straw man pirates. I like uh, that though. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, that's the new, one. That, new that's name the of the ship. podcast. That's uh, that's the uh, dang right. Uh, the <laughs> that, that's the ship Tucker Carlson sh- uh, sails on. Uh, <laughs> straw man pirate radio oh man okay okay yeah no i mean i i'm not gonna tell you not to dream it that's what i'm gonna say because i don't know what the rules are the rules are being made up as we go um and with that i that's all i have um is there anything else you want to you know we we did talk anime for a minute is there any anime you wanted to bring up before we say goodbye uh no just just be proud of me for watching kaguya sama i'm very proud of you i'm very proud i got there Um, i'm a little I'm a little behind on Hell's Paradise. Not going to lie to you. Um, like I'm just I'm like one or two episodes behind, uh, but I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I, w- I will say my anime of the season. I don't know what yours is, but it's Galaxy Next Door. It's hitting every note that I have. Um, I'm in love with that anime. It, it is so wholesome and sweet and kind. Um, also, I'm really into Skip and Loafer. I know that's one Ali uh, really likes man, too. I there's so much going on right now that like I cannot pin down. Like this is the one of the season. It is this season is absolutely friggin' stacked, and I'm still. What are your not, contenders? Oh my gosh, uh, Heavenly Delusion is has been excellent and fascinating. How are you watching it? I can't find it. It's on Hulu. I was on Hulu and I we looked this, it up. You have to look it up with its Japanese name. <laughs> I did. I Googled it and it was I like, will, oh yeah, put this in. And I did. And it yeah, didn't it's work. on Hulu. It's, on, it's a simulcast on Hulu. They're actually I'll doing it trying. on time. I will, I will send a direct link to you so you can Thanks, watch it. Thanks, Travis. My real uh, friend. Yeah. Uh, will, but okay, Heavenly Delusion. I'm going to see that yeah. ASAP. It's, it's, it is fascinating because um, it doesn't really, it's not, it's got a lot of secrets, but it's not necessarily holding everything um, back to like reveal later. Um, there's some very interesting science fiction concepts at play there um obviously hell's paradise has been great there's a there's just this big kind of overarching theme of duality um you, you know both I, both of these anime that i've just listed have very interesting takes on gender politics of all things <laughs> um they've gotten quite woke over there in the animes let me tell you uh and uh you know for hell's paradise of course we're reviewing that weekly um kayla's been doing that doing a great job uh, highlighting some of these elements which is great um and i'm I'm, I'm excited to see where else that goes. I mean, if you if you want woke, go for Skip and Loafer. Skip the, and Loafer. The trans representation in that show right. is uh, definitely like definitely departing from I think cultural norms in Japan. Right. We have you know it, it's 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 fascinating to see anime take these big shifts that in Western media just feel completely like how did they get away with this? Um, you know, we have the second season of Witch for Mercury, um, Gundam yeah. stuff. Gundam, it's really good Gundam stuff. There, I mean, it it is. An I mean, absolutely just look at. I mean, I know it's been a while, but like Citrus, the fact that that yeah. blew up the way it did, sure. Um, and um, obviously a very problematic. <laughs> no, you know, no, it's not <laughs> its perfect. It's not perfect. Obviously not. Oh, heavens no. Um, have you seen platinum end? Oh boy. Anyway, uh, or, oh God. <laughs> anyway, um, no, uh, even uh, even Demon Slayer, which is much more traditional, much more classical shonen, I think has been just a very exciting um, visual. I haven't um, seen any of the new stuff. I, I have read a, this part of the manga. There um, is a but, yeah, yeah. There's a sequence. There's an animated sequence from the manga, pretty much page for page, as I understand it. But the way that they animated it, the way they they timed the music and everything. My spouse was actually watching it with me, and her jaw just like she was kind of like half paying attention playing Final Fantasy. And like as this starts playing, as this animation starts playing, she literally stops what she's doing, turns and like jaw drops. It, it mm. it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. And I know, I know, I need to write my defensive Demon Slayer for some of for some people, but uh, but it, uh, it it's it's exceptional craftsmanship at the very. I least. enjoy the anime we're quite just, a lot. We're having we are spoiled for choice. I I 
like this is just scratching the surface. There are there are shows that I have yet to even be able to start watching, um, just out of time that need to be covered before uh, before the season's out. Much less the, the, the kids year, today. So. They have it so much easier so than you good. and I had it. Oh, I mean, so I good. Back in the tsunami days, back in the sort of like four kids days. Oh yeah! If you Can you imagine having something like Crunchyroll back then? I uh, my appetites uh, would have been actually satiated. I mean, at the risk of telling on myself, in certain ways, I might have had a Crunchyroll. Uh, there's oh, yeah. a way See, I, was, I wasn't. There was a I way wasn't I was risk taking. Uh, there was a way I was keeping up on Bleach every week. I'll tell you that much. Uh, well, for me, it was like you know I had friends who would like get the Japanese, you know, the originals, and then we would translate in real time, and you know. <sighs> Yeah, taping yeah. things, uh, having that, to tape uh, the new Digimon. Yeah, data bio, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, oh, it's man. just it's oh, so man, much you, simpler you, now. Hey man, you know we even got we even got a pretty decent um, horror Digimon horror series that wrapped up a few weeks ago. Uh, it, it was it was it was pretty okay. Like I mean, spoiled for choice. Um, that is really ambitious. That they stuff. try to do. Uh, that was uh, I didn't quiet. even I didn't even mind that actually. Uh, I I, I don't think it had the same like I, I don't think I think there's something about the charm of that first season that it's yeah. kind of lost when you try I to mean, overly update it to be modern. I mean, my favorite's the third season, and uh, you know, the I even have a soft spot in my heart for Frontier, which is the Frontier, most controversial you know, anime take I've ever was, had. That was a hard anime to keep up with. I had to watch it on like UPN. Who has yeah, that? Yeah, it was on UPN exactly, and you had to. Wa- I had to watch it every morning before school to stay up on it. I don't know yeah. how on earth I ever covered it. Um, I think for me, it was coming on in the afternoons, and so that was a bit a of a tricky situation. But no, I, I, I mean, had obviously, to be up early <laughs> for me, the main thing was Dragon Ball Z, and I, yeah. I felt like you know because the, the, there was the whole Dragon Ball Z phase we all had, but. For me, I think it was like Naruto and Bleach was when it was starting to get like easier to watch this stuff consistently because it felt like the Bleach stuff was coming out on like Adult Swim, Toonami. And like that's Mm -hmm. when I think they were starting to find like, oh, we could have Adult Swim content. You know, it doesn't have to be Cowboy Bebop. It could be like regular Shonen stuff. And, and at least Bleach and Naruto came out on DVD, right? Like there were regular sure. releases. They were not, they were not great releases because they would put four to five episodes on on a disc and charge you forty dollars for it. But like at least yeah. they were, at least they were coming here, right? They were getting dubbed. They were getting releases in multiple places. Now things get dubbed instantly it feels yeah, now, like, yeah, like it's just well, it's amazing du- yeah dubs you know maybe take uh, a couple of weeks to catch up um the, the voice actor should be paid more and uh mm. it, but like it's it's kind of incredible Abs- absolutely mind like mind-boggling the the technology on hand now it makes me think that you know we would have been fine with subs growing up i would have been fine i loved reading closed captioning but we had to wait and wait and wait and nowadays like obviously like i sub everything and yeah there's only one anime that i've listened to dubbed that i thought the dub was actually solid uh in fact mother's basement made a whole video about this and that's love is war um which is that actually the dub for love is war it's kind of good. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they rarely are, um, but anyway. Oh, cool. Oh uh, yeah, man. I can, uh, yeah, we should we we should dedicate a whole episode of this because now we have gone completely off off kilter. Yeah, but we're hey. doing like a sort of like a rehearsal for a tryout <laughs> for other yeah. things we can talk about. Let let us know if this is of us doing anime boomer talk is a is a thing. We well, should I don't mind do. doing it on like an episode where we don't have as much to talk about with the chapter. We have like a little uh, tangent. Yeah, at the next. End. Oh yeah, geez. Next week though, I have a feeling we're not going to be tangenting much. <laughs> Yes. Uh, now, before we log off, I, I don't know if I told you about this anime yet. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned it. It's called um, I Got a Cheat School in Another World, and now I'm Unraveled in the Real World, too. I just like saying it. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, have you watched? I'm assuming you haven't watched that because you've been I've watching not. everything else. No, I have not yet. Um, okay, so the, the pitch for this one is, uh, what if uh, incels got their way? I'm already watching Magical <laughs> Destroyers. What what are we? <laughs> what, what is this about? <laughs> it it is genuinely like I'm watching it and I'm just like this is the most like. Isn't that just Shield Isakai. Hero? Isn't isn't Shield oh, Hero? It just... makes Shield it makes Shield Hero look like that new Velma series. <laughs> like it is just um, it, it's up because it has like the, the the whole premise of it is that the main character is uh, overweight. Or higher weight, you know, I forget the the better term for that. He's fat. And he is like 
not good looking and he gets relentlessly bullied, but he's very, very kind. And essentially he like goes into another world. He can go between this world and our world. And the video game that he is playing turns him hot. And so like his kindness is rewarded and all of a sudden all the girls want to be with him and he's like this amazing, you know, person. And then when he goes to the Isekai, like everyone there wants a piece of him too. It's nonsense. And I, I watched all of it in one scene. <laughs> just, it's like five or six episodes. Um, it's definitely like, uh, you know, I, I have my guilty pleasures and that's one of them. Yeah. I, I, I love that we just had this discussion about like how fascinating it is to see these progressive things just inserted. Directly. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. And then, and then, and then I love that reminder that yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes it's not. That's the beauty of art, right? <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, that is uh one piece chapter 1082. No other way to end it. You no know? other way. No. Yeah, just... uh, we'll be back next week for 1083. And uh, I, I don't think uh, next time we have a break, we haven't decided what we're going to do for our next break episode. Um, but as Travis mentioned, please let us know in the discord if you have an idea or if you want us to talk about something, uh, we are re- we are ready and willing to hear it. Um, you can email us rookiepirateradio at gmail.com. Hit us up in the discord server, whatever you want to do. Uh, but those are the easy ways to get to us. I, I feel like, I mean, you can find us on Twitter, but I mean, I, I don't want to spend time on Twitter. I feel like my time on Twitter has like, cut and like i I'm, it's like a fifth of the time i spend on twitter i used to um for reasons that we don't have to get into i guess but uh yeah we'll see you all uh, later bye